Hi friends, welcome to the Your Knitting Companion podcast. My name is Amy. I am the dyer behind Pearl and Clover Yarn Co. You can find my shop at pearlandcloveryarnco.etsy.com and you can find links to all of my social medias somewhere below the title of this episode. And by the way, that's Pearl and Clover, Pearl like the stone and not the stitch. A big warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for taking some of your very busy time and choosing to spend it with me today, talking about lots of fun, yarny things. Today we're going to talk about some things I did not knit in 2023 and why. And we'll also talk about the fact that I really don't have any knitting plans or goals for 2024. We'll talk whips and some finished objects, a little bit of shop news, and whatever else might come to mind. It's going to be a fun episode, a busy episode, so let's get going. So if you're anything like me, you've been watching a lot of um, video podcasts on YouTube, um, everything I knit in 2023, and my plans for 2024. I love those videos. I have watched probably all of them, um, but I thought it might be fun to talk about everything I did not knit in 2023. Now, let me just say that I had a really great knitting 2023. I did complete a fair amount of garments. Um, I don't even know if I did anything but garments. I think maybe I did two or three hats, but I'm, I'm very pleased with my 2023 knitting. Having said that, though, there were some things uh, in my favorites bundle on Ravelry that I did not knit, and I thought it would be interesting and fun um, to go back and figure out why um, they didn't get knit because there are definite reasons for that, and I think they're reasons that feed into... Um, my whole journey into more mindfulness of what I create for my hand-knit wardrobe. So let me tell you a little bit about how I navigate Ravelry in terms of favorites. I make boards and the way I do it is um, I'll make a board for each season. And I think I started this in 2020 or 21. And basically, it's two boards. I'll do a, a board titled Fall Winter 23-24, and then another board, uh, Spring Summer 2024. And um, I just, if I see something I like, I just put it onto the board. I might not look at it very carefully at that point. I just put it in my appropriate season board. Sometimes the boards overlap, and we'll talk about that further. And um, and then at the end of each season, I will go back to the board. Uh, so now, very shortly, I'll go back to my fall 2023-24 board, my fall-winter board. And I'll take a look at what's on that board and decide, okay, well, if I didn't knit it, do I want to carry it over into my fall 24-winter 25 board? And if I do... I'll just move it over to that board and I'll still keep it on this board. 
For me, it's just an easier way to be able to look back on my favorites because at this point, if I just had all my favorites labeled something like pullovers or cardigans, I mean, I have hundreds and I just would not want to sit there and scroll through everything dating back to, you know, when I started Ravelry. So for this, it's a lot easier. I can just go back by season and I just have, you know, not all that many on the boards. I mean, some boards have more than others. And I can pretty much know, you know what, I'm probably not gonna wanna knit anything I saved in 2020. But even if I did wanna go back and look for it, it's much more manageable manageable for me to, to do that. So that's just how I organize my boards. And so today we're gonna talk about Things I had put in my fall 2023 slash winter 2024 board, why I put them in there, and what are some of the reasons that these items did not get knit, and am I going to carry them over? Before we get into specific patterns, let's talk about some general reasons as to why a pattern might make it onto my favorites board. The first and most obvious reason is that I like the garment, um, or so I think I like the garment. Um, as I go back and look at it, I'm going to examine more carefully um, did I really like the garment or were there other things influencing me such as the styling of the photo, the model in the photo, the color of the garment or the colors in the photo? Did I see someone wearing it on a podcast uh, and I just thought it looked great and put it in my favorites? Uh, so many reasons that can come into why I put it in there. Um, but then upon further examination, I'll realize for whatever reason, and we'll get into the other, these reasons a little bit later, I am not going to knit this. And I know this might seem like a ridiculous exercise, but as I mentioned earlier, it's really me digging my heels deeper into being much more mindful of, of what I create because I want to wear what I make. I really get so much enjoyment out of that. It, it makes the whole process of making the garment so much more enjoyable for me because I, as I'm making it, I know this is filling a need. I, I'm gonna like the way it looks on me. It's my color, it's my style. Um, and, and that just makes the whole process of of time spent knitting this garment more meaningful to me and uh, like I said a more pleasurable overall experience. Um, so having said that let's take a look at some of the patterns that made it onto my board that did not get knit. Now as I talk about a few patterns I just want to say right off the bat these are all beautiful patterns. Honestly, this has nothing to do with the pattern itself. For reasons that, again, we'll go into, I, I didn't knit them, but they're all lovely patterns by very talented designers, and I don't want for one second for anyone to think that I am throwing any negativity 
onto any of these garments. A absolutely 100% not my intention. All right, so let's start with the first pattern and this is called cactus. And cactus is a um, V-neck pullover and the designer is uh, for the love of knitwear. And this is a worsted weight pattern. This sweater is, uh, like I said, a pullover. It's a V-neck stockinette and it's got very large sleeves. I love a really big sleeve. And the design element on this particular garment is that from about the elbow down, maybe slightly beneath the elbow, uh, the rest of the sleeve is knit in a slightly different colored yarn than the rest of the garment. And it looks like it's done in all bobbles. In fact, it is. It's all bobbles or popcorn stitch. And it's a big, wide sleeve. So again, you've got a, a drop shoulder v-neck stockinette sweater. The sample is shown in a dark green. And then from the elbow down, you've got a slightly lighter green, uh, very large sleeve, all done in bobbles. Now, why did this make it onto my favorites? Because I saw someone wearing it. I don't remember where or who. Uh, obviously, it was either in an Instagram photo or a uh, video podcast. But I saw, some, I, I saw someone wearing it and it just struck a chord with me. I just thought that looks great. And it was done in a color that I really liked. And so I quickly went and found the pattern and, and put it in my favorites. So why did I question it? Well, first and foremost is the baubles. I'm just not a fan for me. I, I, I don't like baubles. I, I typically don't like them in crochet and I, I don't like them in garments. I do have a crochet blanket that has some baubles in it and that I kind of like because it gives sort of the vintage vibe that I was going for. But for a garment, for me, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a bobble girl. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't admire it on other people, which obviously I did. Uh, so that was the biggest reason I questioned whether or not I was going to knit this garment. The other uh, reasons that came into play was I recognized that the, the garment I saw was done in a, very much a color that spoke to me. It was a light, neutral color, so my wheelhouse, and um, that really appealed to me. And I have to tell you, as I'm talking about it right now and thinking about that garment I saw, I'm like, oh, I really look nice in that color. Maybe it's not so bad, but no, I, I can't be influenced just by the color. I have to be mindful that I don't like baubles and the sleeves are a little too big, uh, even for me. And the other reason that I question this garment is it's, it's worsted weight. Um, now I can wear a worsted weight sweater here in Florida if it's done at a really light and airy gauge, but for the most part, as a person who runs hot, um, worsted weight is just not the most practical weight of a garment for me. So for all those reasons, I did not knit this garment and I have decided not to carry it over to my board, even though I'm thinking about that lovely neutral colored cactus sweater I saw that I think was absolutely gorgeous. But no. <laughs> and that that brings me, you know, to, to a point I'm trying to make is we really have to be aware of the 
noise surrounding the photos that we see um, because those can be influencing our decision and 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 you have to really just pare it down you have to sort of get rid of all the noise and just look at the garment sometimes to do that I will go to the project photos and look at all the different products the projects finished projects and all the shapes and sizes all the colors all all the creativity and usually from looking at a fair amount of, of finished projects either on Ravelry or very often I will type in the hashtag on Instagram because um, you tend to see a lot more um, creative photos there and even different. A lot of people don't post on Ravelry, but they will post on Instagram. And usually by looking at the finished projects of other people, I can, I can say, you know what, as much as I like the photo for whatever reason, uh, this garment is not, is not going to suit my need. So that was the cactus sweater staying on my 2023, 24 board, not, not coming over to my 24, 25 board. The next pattern that I was on my favorites that I did not knit is called Ilettis. And this is a pattern by Barocco. Um, it's a DK weight garment. And um, this is actually a very drapey poncho um, that it originally to me it looked like it had sleeves it looked like they had seamed the garment for sleeves but I don't think so so it's a rectangular poncho or at least the way she's wearing it she's wearing it with the pointy sides um, to the side so why did this make it onto my favorites because this very much used to be my aesthetic and I really do still like a poncho I mean I I, I do but uh, one of the reasons I questioned it is because, you know, tastes change. And for the moment, I don't think I'm really into the poncho-y kind of garments like that. Um, but I do like the DK. There was nothing in the photo because, you know, very often a, 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 a pattern from a yarn company it's just against a plain backdrop, although I will say that um, Blue Sky Fibers, their wool stock, or, or any of their photos, I, I love their photos. I love the aesthetic of all of their photos. I'm always very aware that I'm tempted by so many of the patterns they post because I love the models, I love the background, I love the vibe of the photo. But anyway, getting back to this pattern, there was nothing really in the photo that influenced me other than the garment itself. And of course the color, it's a very neutral sort of tan gold color. So, and, 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 and I, I will say the body of the poncho is rectangular. And then the, where you would put sleeves is, is lace. And adds, it's really quite pretty. And I can totally see it with a silky little camisole underneath, you know, some jeans, um, you know, or some summer linen pants. I didn't knit this, but I am going to carry this over to my spring and summer 2024 board because I'm not quite ready to let it go. Uh, but I don't think it's very high on my list of priorities. But the more I look at it, 
doing this podcast is changing my mind. I mean, I was before before I started recording, I was like, no, I'm not going to make this. But I don't know, it is kind of pretty. So I think I'll carry it over. Also, by carrying things over to my most current board, I don't forget about them. They're there. And, and you know, my, my, my current boards, I mean, they usually have you know, not that many, maybe, you know, I don't know, 20, 25, the most, maybe 30 patterns, probably not close to that. But, and, you know, enough where it's manageable and I can go back at the board and look at it. And I can also edit the board if I really think there's something like, I don't even know why I put that there. I can just delete it off my board. Um, so Aletti's by Barocco, really pretty, going to carry it over. Maybe it will be something that um, I will knit in the future. Okay, if you hear paper, I'm just t- changing the, turning the page of my notebook where I have my notes. All right, so the next pattern that was on my favorites um, is called Wilfreda. And Wilfreda is a pattern... Um, who is the designer? Who is the designer? Um, well, it's a Norwegian pattern, but it's, it's published. Oh, it's by Wench Rold. Um, and this is a really beautiful, uh, all one color, uh, circular yoke sweater. And the circular yoke has a lovely texture on it. Um, Reminds me a little bit of the ranunculus, just a little bit. Uh, the texture's a little bit different, but just in the, in the style of it. Uh, like I said, all one color. It's a um, DK weight garment. The pattern is in English, not just in Danish or, or Norwegian. Um, so why did I question this? Very easy answer, because it's a circular yoke. I think I talked, I know I talked about in, in previous episode that I have just come to the conclusion that a circular yoke construction, I don't feel is the most flattering for my body shape. Um, I'm fullest in my midsection and, um, the circular shape of a circular, circular yoke pattern, I think just accentuates my middle. And, 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 and I don't, I don't want that because ultimately a circular, even though it's just the yoke you're doing, you know, the whole garment is very circular in nature. And, um, on me, I just don't think it's the most flattering. So that's the only reason I didn't consider this. Um, it's a really beautiful pattern, lovely texture. I love a textured, you know, all one color pattern, but I am not carrying this over to any board Um, and definitely have no plans to knit this in the future. The next pattern that made it onto my board um, that I did not knit is called the Elena Pullover by Claudia Quintanilla from Unit Toronto. Uh, This is a... I'm guessing a DK. She's holding two lace weights together, so whatever that is. Um... This is a beautiful top that has all lace from the neck to the upper bust. And she does that lace in one color. And then from right below where it ends to the rest of the garment and the sleeves, that's done all in stockinette. And that's done in another color. 
although she does also show it in a solid color and I would do this in a solid color. Um, this is bottom up in the round. So I'm, I'm good with bottom up. I, I will never not knit a pattern because it's bottom up. I think a bottom up garment probably fits me better than any other garment um, that I knit. So I'm comfortable knitting bottom up. I know at this point the length that I like my garments to be so I can measure from the ribbing to where I want the, to start the sleeves. I have that down. Um, so that would not be a negative for me. So what, why I question this? I didn't, I just didn't get to this. I think it's a really beautiful garment. I love a lace, uh, you know, upper bodice and then stocking it on the bottom. I think it's, you know, beautiful and feminine and a little bit sexy. Um, I am not only going to carry this over to my fall 24, 25 board, but I'm actually going to put this on my spring summer 24 board because I can see this done in a linen or a linen bamboo blend with that beautiful lace. And of course I would not make the summer version long sleeve. Um, I would make it short sleeve and in, in her photos, the lace comes down long enough on your arms that the, the sleeves could stop right there. So I absolutely am putting this fairly high on my spring summer things, a list of things to knit. Um, I just have to find the appropriate yarn. Uh, like I said, I'm thinking about a, a linen bamboo, um, maybe a linen cotton, but it would have to have a much higher percentage of linen than cotton. Um, although in a, um, in, oh gosh, the word is escaping me. It, you know the cotton that's beautifully shiny. I don't know why I can't think of what it is. I know you're all yelling at me. It's this, Amy. Um, in that cotton, I think it would be, I, I think this would, would benefit from just a little bit of sheen. I think it's a beautiful pattern. So yeah, I just didn't get to it, but I love everything about it. Um, it's not all that crop, but of course length is easily, you know, you can modify length. So yeah, this is going on both of my boards to carry over. All right, the next thing that I did not knit is the Artisan Cardigan. And this is a pattern by Samus Garn. And it's done in a DK, um, although they hold two yarns together. So why did this make it onto my board? Well, very easy. The first photo I saw of it. I love everything about this photo, including what you can see of the garment. So what you can see in the very first photo on Ravelry is, is, is this model who has a great vibe to begin with. And she's in front of this beautiful white sunny window and, um, you know, and she's just got this long wavy sort of boho kind of not, I'm, you know, effortless hair. And I, it's just a beautiful photo. I love the photo. And what you can see of the garment in the photo is you can see a V-neck cardigan that is, has a fair amount of positive ease that has big chunky cables 
and a big ribbing and a what looks like a seed stitch seed stitch sleeve. Um, so I love that. I love a big cable. I love kind of a big grandpa cardigan. This is slightly cropped, which I like that as well. Uh, and, and, you know, cropped for me, which is like hitting the waistband <laughs> of my jeans, uh, my mid-rise jeans. I don't do high-waisted, my mid-rise. So it's not all that cropped. However, what made me question this garment? Well, when I, when I took a closer look at the photos, so one side of the front of the cardigan is these big chunky cables, but the other side of the cardigan is a front side of the cardigan is a chevron pattern. And then the back and the sleeves are seed stitch. For me, that's just too much pattern. I won't wear that. I don't, it does not appeal to me. However, I am going to carry this over to my fall 24, winter 25 board because I can modify this garment and carry the chunky cables on both sides of the cardigan. So, um, and in a DK weight, it's perfect for me. I wouldn't do it with mohair because I don't like mohair. I'm not comfortable in mohair and it's just too warm for me. But I would do it in a, a DK probably merino or a DK merino linen um, and just, you know, do those cables on both sides and probably uh, do the back of the cardigan and stockinette and probably change the sleeves from seed stitch to stockinette as well. So again, it was the photo that influenced me because I really like the entire vibe of this photo. But then upon more careful examination, although I didn't like some of the design elements, overall, I like the shape and the feel of this cardigan. And with an easy modification, I'm going to carry this over and it'll probably be one of the first things I knit for um, next fall and winter. Um, so that are all. That's just all the patterns I'm going to talk about today that I put on my board and didn't knit. And um, just to reiterate again, when I went back to look at the garments that I had put on my favorites, I looked at everything. I looked, I tried to eliminate, like I said earlier, the noise in the photo. I tried to not look at the model. I tried not to look at the surroundings of the photo because I don't know if you're, if, if, if this is you, but sometimes I just want to be that person in the photo. I mean, I don't know anything about that person but from that particular photo. I'm like, I want to look like that. I want to be that. I want, I want to, to, to have my aura be that vibe in the photo. And in reality, when I look just at the garment, then I think, yeah, but you know what? It's not my color. It's not my style. Um, yeah, it's like you, you, you might, I don't know if, again, like me, I, I admire, you know, women with, with, with really short sort of pixie haircuts. I think they're so cute and so sophisticated and so elegant. I just admire them. But for me, it's never going to happen. I can't, I can't carry that off, but that doesn't stop me from admiring it. But it, but I know it, I, thank goodness, I know well enough not to go to my hairdresser and say, cut it all off. I mean, I did that in my, in my early twenties and just, it didn't, it, it didn't work. It didn't work. And, um, my hairdresser knew it didn't work and I knew it didn't work. 
so, uh, so I have to approach that again, the same way with my knitting, um, because I just want, I, I just want to be mindful. I just want to knit things that I love, that I feel look good on me, that are going to serve a purpose in my wardrobe. Um, but it is fun to look at all the pretty photos. Uh, all right, so next let's let's move on to some of my non-goals and plans for 2024. Let me say, I think goals are a wonderful thing. I, I mean, I don't know who would be anti-goal. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing to have goals. For me, specifically with my knitting, I don't ever set future goals. I don't ever make a make nine. Um, I don't make a list of, you know, I'm going to knit this pattern, that pattern, this pattern. If I see a pattern, it goes on to my favorites. And then when I'm ready to cast on something new, I'll go back and look at my favorites and say, okay, what, what do I want to knit now? So just for me, I, I don't, I don't make a list. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I just don't make a list of, of, of goals for, for my hobby, but you do you. And if that works for you, you know, that's all that matters. We have to do what works for us in this lovely hobby that we have. Having said that though, um, I do know that my spring summer wardrobe is lacking a particular style of garment. And that is uh, knitted t-shirts. Now, I do have some knitted t-shirts. And I, when I say t-shirt, I mean plain stockinette, one color t-shirt. I have knit some. And I hate the way they fit. Um, I, 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 I'm happy with the fit up top. But I never like the fit from the center of my body to the hem of the garment. Part of this could be that they're plant-based fibers and they're naturally not going to hold their shape all that well. Although I have one garment that I knit out of Linnea Pura from Lana Grossa. This is my favorite garment. It's, it's probably three years old at this point. It's all linen. Is it all linen? I'm not sure if it's all linen, but it's mostly linen. It only gets better with wear and age. And yes, it does stretch and get too big. And you know what I do? I wet it. I'll hand wash it. I don't like to wash it in the washing machine. And I dry it. I throw it in my dryer on high and I let it dry. And when it comes out, it's soft and silky and drapey and right back to the exact size that I knit it to. So I have not knit another garment out of this. And that is because when I got this yarn, it was on closeout. I don't know what version of Linnea Pura this is, but they don't make it anymore. And um, the yarn, I, I want to say it's kind of expensive. I can't remember the price of it, but as I've mentioned, I think in my episode one or two, I'm a really budget knitter. Um, you know, I'm just not going to, you know, I have a limit and I'm just not going to go spend above that limit for particular garments. So, uh, based on the size that I want to knit, 
I haven't found um, a newer version of Linnea Pura that either A, I'm comfortable spending that kind of money with the yardage I need, or maybe it's the makeup of the yarn. I I'm not sure. I, I can't remember w which particular reason it was that was stopping me. Um, but anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I don't like the way my current knitted t-shirts fit after wearing it for just a little bit of time. They just flare out and they look kind of sloppy from the center down. Now also keep in mind that I, I wear my garments with positive ease. So I'm not a negative ease t-shirt kind of person. Um, and so that positive ease also adds to a plant-based fiber not really holding its shape. So I'm going to examine other patterns or draft my own. I'm definitely going to knit from the top, I mean, from the bottom up, my first t-shirt, which I've already cast on and see if that's the issue. I, I don't want to, I know a raglan will fit me nicely, but I'm a little burnt out on raglans because I did so many winter raglans. So I just don't want to do a raglan right now, but I know a raglan will fit me rather nicely. Um, we've talked about the contiguous construction, although I have said in the past, I'm not ever going to knit this way again because I don't like the way anything fits. I did find on Ravelry someone who actually just explains, it's free, it's a free download, and she just explains the process of the contiguous construction, how you cast on for the back, and then you're increasing to the slope of your shoulders, and then you change where you increase, and at that point you're increasing um, a little bit, you know, just for your sleeves. I might go back and experiment with her instructions. Again, it's not a pattern, you have to you know, do your math um, and see if maybe I can come up with a self-drafted pattern for a t-shirt with contiguous construction that I like. I'm open to trying that again on my own terms. Um, so I thought we would talk about some t-shirts that I'm considering for spring and summer 24. I'm going to talk about just three patterns that I'm considering for a spring summer t-shirt. And these are just plain stockinette ribbing, no patterns, no lace, no texture, just stockinette. Cause that's just really what I'm lacking in my wardrobe. I enjoy knitting stockinette. Um, so the first pattern that I am considering is the Monica Geller tee by Sari Nordland. Um, this is a fingering weight garment, but I am getting gauge with a DK. Um, this is just a bottom up stockinette t-shirt ribbing on the hem and the hem of the sleeves, short sleeves, and a slightly, I would say almost a mock neck um, collar, which I, I, I like. And it's got positive ease. It's a really simple knit. Um, it's knitted in the round until the armholes and then the front and the back are knitted separately. You join the shoulders with the three needle bind off. Um, and then you pick up niches, stitches for the neck band. It, it has 
set-in sleeves, although you're, you're picking up stitches. So again, I, I, I think mine, because I might do a little bit more positive ease, my sleeves might end up being drop shoulder, just because of the width of my garment will go past uh, my shoulders. And truthfully, I've already cast this on. Um, I am doing a twisted rib, which I think adds a lovely, beautiful design detail to the hem. And uh, I'm still on the rib. I'm almost done with the rib and I'm gonna start just on the stockinette body. It's just a basic tee. I think it's beautiful. I think this is a chance to let your yarn shine, uh, to let your stitches show. I, I don't see, you know, any complaints about this pattern whatsoever. And it, it's just a good basic um, t-shirt. I, I have cast it on in a cotton acrylic blend. Now this is a yarn I have had in my stash for many, many years. It's a DK weight. It's a discontinued yarn. It's mostly cotton. Um, and I just want to see how that works. Will the acrylic hold it in? I mean, acrylic can stretch a lot too. Um, but is it just enough acrylic maybe where it won't stretch so much? We're going to see. It's just a beautiful neutral uh, camel color. I can picture it with white linen trousers, with tan linen trousers, with um, jeans, with a lovely cotton skirt. I can see it. It's just a basic t-shirt. So that's the first one. The second one I considered, and it did make it into my favorites, is called the Me Oh My Tea, but a pattern by Park Williams. This is a DK yarn, and um, it again is bottom up. It's a crew neck. Um, they state negative ease, but I have seen enough patterns where there's positive ease, so I'm comfortable. Um, trying this with positive ease. They say there's a set-in sleeve. Um, yeah, I, I haven't looked further into the pattern. Um, it comes in just a myriad of sizes. They show it very, very cropped. Uh, I certainly would not do it at all cropped. So again, a basic tee, short sleeve, ribbing um, at the neck and the sleeves. And um, one of the models is wearing it in a uh, cream colored yarn. And of course that really appeals to me. I think it's beautiful. I just would not do it anywhere near as cropped as they do it. So that's the me, oh my tee, definitely on my list. And the third one that we're gonna talk about that I. I probably won't knit and, and we'll talk about why, but this is the Colette T by Witchery Design. And this is a D, again, a DK weight. Uh, and this is um, again, a stockinette pullover. This is, I think this is contiguous construction. I was gonna say, no, this is raglan. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell, but this is a raglan uh, with a mock neck and a fairly wide ribbing on the sleeves and a fairly long short sleeve. Um, and I think it's really pretty. It's very classic. It's sort of giving me Audrey Hepburn vibes. Of course, the model is sort of very Audrey Hepburn-esque. Um, I really like it. I think it's a really classic, beautiful tee. 
uh, I think this is really a pattern meant for very little ease. And, and I think that it would lose something if I knit it. Yeah, it, it, they recommend five to eight centimeters of negative ease. Although it doesn't look that way on the model. The model definitely has some positive ease in this t-shirt. Um, and I just, I don't know with the amount of positive ease I would want to knit in this garment. I think it would lose something in the translation. So I think this is a pattern that I'm going to leave it in my favorites. I just don't think I'm going to knit it. So there you have it. Three patterns I'm considering to fill the void of a basic elevated t-shirt for my hand knit wardrobe. I've already cast on the Monica Geller tee. Uh, with a slight modification, one so far, just the twisted rib. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, quite frankly, if I like that one, I'll knit it again. Um, because, you know, even though I remember in one episode speaking about, you know, don't knit something over and over again to the detriment of learning something new. Um, I would knit this, I do knit things, case in point, the tur we'll talk about this, the turtle dove, I knit, you know, I don't know how many, um, but um, I'm also going to fiddle around with that contiguous construction uh, instruction, the contiguous construction instructions <laughs> that I found on Ravelry, and um, see if that will give me uh, also a, a really good fit. So yeah, that's it for, um, for t-shirts and for future sort of future knitting goals. Uh, so let's talk about whips and some finished objects. Before we talk about uh, some whips and some FOs, I just wanted to talk about um, that I am now done with cold weather knits. I have moved on to knitting for spring and summer. And I wonder how, how you like to work that. I like to knit a little bit before the season starts. So I have some really pretty new finished garments for that for, first warm day or, you know, conversely when it's summer, I like to work on my winter knits. So I have a, a, new, a new pretty sweater or two for when the cold weather hits. So I, I'm done with, um, heavy knits, unless I see something that really tempts me. But at this point, I don't think I have time. Uh, we are having quite a winter here in Florida as a, uh, for us. I mean, I know some of you are sitting there right now today, especially this is, um, this is Saturday. What is today's date? Oh, I don't know. But it's Saturday in, in it's like January 20th or something. And I know that some of you are sitting there right now in, in literally like negative 24 degrees. And I'm telling you that it's 52 degrees outside, but, you know, with like 30 mile an hour winds. So it feels like 49. And, and that's that's just cold for for those of us who live in Florida. But um, and my heart goes out to all of you who have ice forming on the inside of your windows, as I saw on TikTok. Um, however, I, I don't think I have time to, to knit another winter knit. I don't think I'd get any use out of it. I'm guessing we have, you know, I don't know, maybe six more weeks of cooler temperatures. 
already this week it's going to be in the 80s. And, and that's, that's what starts to happen here. So we get the cold weather and it's a really wet and windy cold. So I'm really not being wimpy when I say it's 52 feels like 49, but it, it, it's usually accompanied with just damp and um and wind and i know some of you are like out in the pacific northwest and you're you're again rolling your eyes at me and i would say yes i probably deserve that but the fact of the matter is i'm cold um but you know what happens with our weather is you know as it starts to warm up we, we just go on this roller coaster of one day in the week it will be 80 and then the next day in the week it will be you know 50. so as we have 80 degrees heading towards us this week, that's just a sign to me that it's time to get the spring and summer knits on my needles. But let's talk about some things I finished. So I finished another Lind, which is a pattern by uh, um, Wolf Oak Design Team. And it's basically a turtleneck dicky. And um, I knit one in a camel color. Um, I did, the, the, I did a, a slightly larger circumference turtleneck, but not a cowl neck. Um, and then I fold that turtleneck down. So I have a double, you know, uh, collar and, um, and then you, you, you knit this, um, in the round in one piece until you get to like the top of your, your shoulder and, and then you split it and then you knit it separately front and back. So you have this nice slit for your, for your arms. I'm really surprised at how much I wear these garments. I have worn them so much, especially the camel colored one. Very often I'll leave for work and I, it's, a, it's a cooler day, I'll need a sweater, and I, and I just need a, a little something extra. And I'll throw this on and it, it, it ends, the length of it comes to about the mid bust, I would say, or just past my bust. So it's a, I think it's a really flattering length for it to end. It's not so long where it sort of cuts me in half. I mean, I'm a shorter person, so I don't like my clothes to cut me in half. I, I want to elongate um, my stature. So I think this ends in a really flattering place on my body, and it has been just the perfect layer um, for the cooler mornings. Now, I have knit a lot of Saturday shrugs and Friday shrugs because I really, I really like that cocoon. I love a poncho, like I've told you, and I like these shrugs. However, with, with this particular garment, um, I like the fact that it gives you freedom of movement in your arms because it's got that slit for your arms. So you can put a purse on your shoulder. You can just move your arms. Um, and I like the fact that despite that, sometimes what happens when you have something like this is, is then the, the hem of it flares out. I don't like things flaring out. I don't like an A-line shape in anything. Um, I like things straight. So this stays straight. And I, I really do like that. The, I made one modification on the black one. I, I ended it with a ribbing rather than leaving it in stockinette. Um, so this doesn't curl as much as my camel color one, but I still wear the camel color one. And because I did, uh, I did them in camel and black, those are neutral colors that go with every other neutral color in my wardrobe. So they really filled a void and served a purpose. And I'm so pleased with them. And I would definitely knit another one, maybe in a gray, uh, color. Um, so I, I it's an easy pattern. I highly recommend it. 
Um, and so that's my first FO. The other thing I finished, I finished a self-drafted uh, pullover. Uh, I did this in a mohair blend sweater and it's got a folded neckline and then it's got a, and the ca it's got a big cable going down the front of the garment and the cable actually starts right below the ribbing for the neckline. Like there's no rows of, of plain knitting. You just start immediately. And then the cable carries all the way down the front and actually into the ribbing for the hem. Um, so the hem is done in ribbing, but then part of the hem is the end of that cable. It's a big, long cable. I maybe did the cable repeat maybe every 18 or 20 rows. So it's a really elongated cable. And the other thing I elected to do was to not do some purl stitches on either side of the cable. As you know, or maybe you don't know, but when you add some purl stitches before and right after your cable, it pops that cable out. I really wanted this to not pop out. And so it really doesn't, it almost recedes and like sort of just blends into the garment. Uh, I would almost call it more textural than the cable, but it's really pretty. And I did a, I did a wider sleeve and um, I'm sorry if you heard that, I got a, a notification. Um, it's got a wider sleeve and uh, I did no ribbing on the sleeves. I just left the sleeves in stockinette. So I, I knit them a little bit longer to allow for them to curl up. I love this sweater. I, it's really pretty. It's at a really light and airy gauge. It's this gold color, tan, mostly gold. It's really beautiful. I hate the yarn. The yarn is so prickly. I wore this sweater once and I did get used to the yarn, but overall it probably will not be something I turn to over and over again because I'm afraid that if I get warm and I do run warm, that the prickliness is just going to get more prickly as I wear it. So unless I know it's a really chilly day and I'm going somewhere where the temperature is going to remain fairly chilly, Unfortunately, this is just not something I'm going to turn to and I'm just kicking myself because I, I, there was a red flag for me that this yarn was going to be prickly and I thought, oh, I'll block it. It'll be fine. She'll listen to my gut. So I might knit it again. Did I take notes? No, <laughs> but I think I can figure it out. Um, so that's my pullover. Okay. The other thing I finished is I finished another turtle dove. I did this, um, well, bottom line is I knit a turtle dove. I was in a rush. I wanted it to be done with, and it doesn't fit right. I'm going to frog it all because I was in a rush because I was just over. I, I shouldn't have cast on another winter knit. I knew I was done, but I saw this, I had this yarn in my stash and I do love the turtle dove. And I thought, oh, this would be so pretty. It's a charcoal gray. And I don't have any black sweaters because I don't want to knit in black. And I thought this is close enough. Um, and I, I do, I wear my turtle doves on repeat. This has been a great winter for us knitters in Florida. I have gotten to wear knits every single day for weeks, you know, on repeat. And I just thought another turtle dove would be great. Um, but 
again, I rushed it. I wasn't into it. So I finished it, but I'm frogging it. And uh, maybe I'll need it again, but not until the middle of summer or end of summer. Uh, for whips, what do I have going on? Well, I told you I've cast on the Monica Geller tee. And then I have my crochet granny square blanket. I don't think I've ever talked about that, but I have this sort of scrappy granny square blanket. It's just a basic granny. Um, the borders of all the squares is, are white, but then the center few rounds are uh, different muted, what I call comfort colors, like the comfort tees. Um, this is a long standing project. I work on it occasionally. Um, but I've, it's come to mind lately, so I'd, I'd like to work on it a little bit more. And then I actually have a surprising project on the needle, surprising for me. I am not a sock knitter, but I have cast on a DK weight pair of socks. And I did this because I needed a small project that I could knit inconspicuously, and I didn't want to cast on a hat. Um, so I decided to cast on a pair of socks. I found a free pattern. I don't know who it's by. I didn't even look into it. I just needed a quick, small, like I said, inconspicuous pattern. I cast it on. I work on it from time to time. Um, am I enjoying it? Not really. <laughs> Will I wear them? Probably not. I don't wear socks. I hardly ever wear socks except if I'm going to the gym. Um, even when I, on a, on the coldest day, when I wear boots, I don't know if this is too much information. I don't wear socks. I don't know if that's a Florida thing. And, and remember, I'm not a native Floridian. I, I, I'm a New Jersey girl, but I've been down here longer than I was in Jersey. And I just, I don't wear socks. So, but it fills a need. It fills a purpose. And at least I have something to knit on, um, when that situation arises. So. I'm knitting it out of my own hand dyed in the olive tree colorway, which is this really very pretty, um, like olive green, sort of olive tan and, um, very light lavender. It's beautiful. The variegation is subtle. It's just giving a lovely pattern. Hopefully I'm at the toe of the first sock. Hopefully I can get those done and then post a picture on Ravelry and then, I mean, on Instagram and then, um, cast on the second one and see if I get them done. A quick little update on my shop. A big thank you to those of you who have stopped by the shop and have just given it a visit or patronized. I am so thankful um, for each and every one of you. It really means the world to me that um, you support my very small business. Um, and so I started uh, feeling the need for spring colors. We've had such a gray and dreary winter with this El Nino in place. One day is, is gray, and then the next day is even grayer. And we've had rain, which we need. So yes, that's nice, but it is really depressing um, to not see the sun. I'm sitting here today on this cold Saturday. This is the first time we've seen the sun. I'm not kidding you in weeks. And it, I can't even go outside because it's just so cold and windy. Um, so I have been dyeing up some, some really pretty spring neutrals, some, some greens and uh, a little bit of creams and some antique rose. 
and also um, starting to dye up some more non-superwash because that has really been well received and I'm so thankful for that. Um, so definitely going to work on some more non-superwash. And then also I have been doing shawl pins. I have found a new hobby. Yay. Um, I am into, I have gotten into hammered metal. It's just a lot of fun, and I found a video, and I got all the tools. So here's the, and I made a whole lot of, you know, practice shawl pins. Okay, but here's the, here's the problem. The, the, I've been practicing on a fairly soft metal, and so I finally thought, okay, I've got it. I'm going to move to the slightly harder metal. I cannot shape the harder metal to save my life. I mean, I just... I can't get a circle, I can't get a spiral, I can't get an S shape, I can't get anything. I am having so much difficulty shaping, and it's not even the hardest metal out there. It's just slightly harder than the metal I was practicing on. So um, I've put the basket of tools away for the time being, but I'm hopeful that by next shawl season, I will have mastered how to shape the metal, but I've had a blast doing it. I've definitely hit my fingers with the hammer uh, on more than one occasion. Thankfully, not too injured from that other than just screaming in pain for a few seconds, but I'm really enjoying the process. Before we go, I just want to take a minute and thank you so much for the warm reception that this podcast has received. It has exceeded any thought I had of where it might go. I don't do any advertising. This is not a for-profit endeavor. I am always looking for ways to stay creatively engaged and a podcast just seemed a fun thing to do. And it has been fun and I've kept the pressure really low in terms of not putting expectations on myself that I need to get an episode out at a particular time. You know, when the mood strikes me, I sit down and I have a lovely conversation with all of you. And again, the response has been absolutely wonderful and warm and heartfelt. And I just wanted to take a minute to thank you so much for that. Well, that'll do it for today, my friends. Again, thank you so much for taking some of your very valuable time and choosing to spend it with me today. I am so appreciative of you being here with me. I have loved talking to you as I love speaking to you each and every time. Until next time, I wish you good health, happy creating, and abundant joy. Bye-bye.